0: and then there were four welcome back to podcast seven of 2023 I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Ozbreakers. Follow us on social media, slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Shot Quality Bets. For a 30% discount off Shot Quality, please visit Shot Quality Bets and use the promo code ODDS23. Get a new perspective in betting college basketball. If you'd like to support The Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays like everyone did all weekend, please visit theozbreakers.com click shop and become a member pick any of our premium handicappers get their premium plays before the line moves you can also support us on patreon.com and if nothing else please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks newsletter and telegram subscriber another wonderful weekend of sports has passed we did a good job on our sides did a pretty good job on our totals but Our hedges didn't really go through, (laughs) at least they were smaller, but either way, a very profitable weekend for myself, college basketball went great, NFL went even better, the only thing that was down a little bit was UFC at one and three, but all in all, a fantastic weekend of sports, and a lot of fun to get into, so right away, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend good, the bad, and the ugly of this divisional playoff in college basketball weekend. We're going to start off with the good. The Chiefs and the Eagles teaser legs were good. <laughs> you know, whenever the books are completely under the gun, that's a good thing for the odds breakers and odds breakers listeners and all of the gambling sports betting world out there. Because it's really us against the books. The biggest teaser and the biggest liability of the weekend hit. And that is awesome. I also had a teaser on the Chiefs and the Bengals up to 11, which hit as well. So teasers in general were absolutely fantastic. If you do them right, of course. I mean, obviously, if you do not do them right then we are not talking about you. <laughs> but uh was really happy about that. That was definitely part of the good. Jamar Chase, part of the good. I mean, he killed it right from the beginning. And, I mean, he did that touchdown that he turned and fell and the ball shifted. Man, I wonder if that would have been called the other way if uh, it was Buffalo. He, I thought the turning of his body was considered a football move before he hit the ground. Now, you can debate this one forever, but that's what home field advantage does for you. And anyway, this game was never close. I was never worried about my plus four bad number on the Bengals or my teaser leg up to plus 11. Also hit the nice little money line shot on it as well. So I was really happy about that. Um, Temple beating... Houston was massive. Number one, Houston goes down. That happened in the beginning of the Niners-Cowboys game. Okay. I actually saw the score, and I'm like, I got to switch this for a minute here. And so I switched it, got yelled at by my kids. Uh, But... (laughs) It was like, I got to see the last second. They, Houston almost got that tip in, but they lost by one. It was a great design play. He just missed it. But it's nice to see the little guy beat the big guy sometimes. And uh, Temple ranking in the hundreds on Ken Palm and the other efficiency sites would be, I, I believe in net, it's a quadrant three loss. So that's definitely going to affect them a little bit when it comes to the seeding. Uh, pretty cool to see that. Uh, another good. The Bengals offensive line, just like we said and we wrote up, it, they weren't as bad as, you know, what was expected. So it actually killed one of my props, <laughs> but uh I I was had a hedge prop Buffalo over two and a half sacks. Never happened because Burrow got rid of the ball out fast and his receivers were open. You know, so that was a good. Um very, very happy that everything went the way i wrote it if you got my free plays again they're absolute fire this week and then maher missed the extra point or it was actually blocked now to be honest with you i preached against taking the plus 250 and i still will do that every day because in the long run you're losing that bet But the reason that it's good is because the books were probably heavily invested on that terrible number and they lost anyway. So that makes me feel good at least of that aspect. But at the same time, I would never take plus 250 um, in this situation. Uh, And finally, Kentucky, the Wildcats. What is going on with the Cats? They were just left for dead. People betting against them to miss the tournament over the last week and a half, two weeks. And they beat Tennessee? In Tennessee. And then they beat the next best uh, SEC team by record anyway, Texas A&M. And they covered the spread. Actually, that was one of my basketball losers was Texas A&M. I had plus five and a half. I thought that was a pretty good play <laughs> until the end. But, uh... I got to give props to the Wildcats. Cal Parry is like saying, "Uh, no, we are better than that. He took a lot of crap over the last couple weeks. So I guess for Kentucky fans, that's pretty good. Now for the bad. I mean, where should we start? Brian Dayball punting near midfield on fourth and six in the fourth quarter, down 21 points. You know, with, uh, with with no defense whatsoever. You know, I, I mean, what the heck was that? Even if you're down 14 and your defense is that bad and it's fourth and six, you probably go for it. But down 21, you punted. You gave Jalen Hurts and the Eagles time to take off the clock and they scored three points. The Eagles took the clock down from... 13, 14, whatever is that? All the way down to four or five minutes at, because that blunder. You're down 21 and you punt the ball with that defense? Absolutely terrible. Now, Dayball probably still has a lot to learn as a head coach. And I still think he was a great hire, but he's not ready to be a head coach yet because that was absolute stupidity. And they just got out coached the whole game. You know, uh, Sirianni came in just completely confident. You see him laughing on the sidelines before the game. I'm like, Jesus, man, he knows he's going to win this game, doesn't he? Really regretting not betting the seven and a half because my, my number, if you remember, when we talked to turnoff was 10. So Bill's safeties, oh, very bad. I mean, it just, just like I wrote it up on the free play, just like I wrote it up, it came to fruition. You can't have bad safeties against Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and Hurst, who had a monster game himself. You know, that absolutely destroyed the Bills from the get-go. In the snow, they were whipping the ball around. The Bills just didn't know what to do. And that Bengals defense, that showed up really well, didn't it, this week? (laughs) They must have been a little bit embarrassed from what happened with the Ravens themselves. But man, those Bills safeties, yep, that's what did them in. And that was just a... Tough game for me because I've been a closet Bills fan for a while, wanting uh, Josh Allen and that city to win. At the same time, I have a lot of friends like Kyle Hunter and a few other that are Bengals fans, and you know I've kind of been on them a little myself. They've been so great against the spread, you know, <laughs> so I kind of like them too. I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals now, probably here on out. Uh, another bad Mahomes. Ankle injury, that was really bad, and the Pollard injuries. His ankle was almost downright ugly. I mean, that thing bent farther than Mahomes did. You saw that on the replay. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that they showed that replay. It was a little gruesome <laughs> in a way, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was wondering, man, that's going to hurt the Cowboys down the stretch here, and it certainly did. I think it kind of, you know, made it so. The San Francisco had a little bit of an easier uh, way, path in, I would say. You know, um, I, I think that they got uh, some fortunate calls, too, a little bit, too. Now, I, I, I my number still was Cowboys uh, at the four, four and a half. I was really close to the spread, but I wouldn't change that. I think the Pollard injury really messed them up. And dang, did the Cowboys play a tough game? against San Fran their defense just couldn't do quite enough at the end against that genius Kyle Shanahan and how about Brock Purdy at the end just throwing passes to get the first down to take it away from the Cowboys that was that was pretty massive another bad was my prop plays I had the AJ Brown over 71.5 man that didn't have a chance not even a chance to hit and the reason it didn't have a chance to hit was because he didn't need any targets. You know, AJ Brown had three receptions. What do you have? Like five targets the whole game. (laughs) They didn't need them. They only threw for 150 yards and won 38 to seven. That's how much they ran all over the giants, the giants running D absolutely terrible. They definitely made my bad. This week as well. Uh, finally, the ugly, and that just goes right into the Giants scoring seven points in a playoff game. That punch screwed my over. One of my few NFL losses of the weekend completely screwed my over, and I was pissed about that. I missed it by three points. I mean, you couldn't put ten points on the freaking board. Seriously, Giants. You know that game has was had over. Written all over it. Speaking of overs and unders, the first week every single game went over the total, all six. And divisional week, they all went under. Every single game went under. Unreal. Another ugly, the Jamal Agnew fumble from Jacksonville. We are on Jacksonville plus nine, pretty large as if you remember. I kept defending it this week because everybody was against it. It felt, well, lots of people were. Um, But, you know, it was uh, something I said, look, my number is 6.75. And then the Chiefs won by (laughs) 7. You know? So it it was just a situation where Agnew almost put him right back in the game himself. They are down by 10 at the time, I believe. So instead of going for the win their next drive... I mean, they were right, he fumbled right at the three or two yard line. They had to kick a field goal to make it within one score, which made it great for me, you know, um, because I had a teaser leg on the, two teaser legs on the Chiefs and the Jaguars plus nine. So it, the middle worked out wonderfully, but I'm it's still it was ugly for him to fumble that in such a big situation. It's just that the Jaguars, like, with people said and I agreed with this weren't quite mature enough to win this game but they were good enough to keep it close against a slightly overrated Chiefs team so there you go another ugly was Shanahan's clock management in the first half it felt like the Super Bowl all over again what the heck are you doing giving your team no time in the first half you know they're lucky they got to that field goal and then he get, makes Brock Purdy with seven seconds left make a decision to throw the ball out. What, what was he? Th- you your Brock Purdy's out there flustered a little bit. He's young. <laughs> he just barely got it out with one second on the clock. That was ugly to see. But man, Shanahan, what are you doing with your clock? I, I, he could have saved a lot of seconds using a timeout earlier. Used his timeouts in some really bad time. Hopefully, this don't bite you again, Shanahan, because that's been your issue. This whole time was only clock management, right? Otherwise, fantastic coach. And finally, the ugliest thing from the weekend is that Cowboys final play. What in the actual fuck was that? Seriously, have it Zeke snap the ball? With no offensive line. Who was it? Warder that just ran right over him. Forced a a 10-yard pass and a smash tackle. I mean, it was the stupidest thing I've seen since that Patriots pass to the Raiders. Maybe since the Jets won. That was pretty bad, too. But Jesus, it was awful. Please tell me you have something better than that mccarthy i mean at the end of a game please tell me you're gonna put your team in a better situation than that you know i mean jesus you can throw a bomb and maybe get a pass interference you're probably not i mean the refs slow their whistle but you can start screaming for one early or something i don't know maybe you do get a tip and someone catches it and runs it in a lot better chance than that what the hell was that hook and ladder maybe you ever practiced the hook and ladder you know, come up with something better. I mean, that was just absolutely and utterly awful. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. All right. Now, for a quick little recap, as you know, Unders went 4-0 and over the weekend. And uh, favorites were 2-2 with the Eagles and the Niners. And obviously, the two dogs were the Jaguars and the Chiefs that cashed. So, there you go. You know, looking at this Eagles-Giants game, it was just complete domination from the start. I don't even know what to think of the Eagles. I mean, they're a very, very good team. I think that Sirianni called Jalen Hurts and compared him to Michael Jordan this week. It's a little bit of a big comparison. Please win a championship before you do that. But, (laughs) you know, I... They they do look the part. Don't get me wrong. The Eagles look the part. Now they're hosting San Francisco at home. You know? They're hosting San Francisco. So uh, can San Francisco look as good as they did this week? Which looked okay. I mean, there's some mistakes there. But, man, I I think they're going to cover a little bit better than Dallas did. I got to tell you, in this just preview, you have... The Eagles minus two and a half. It's a pretty strong number. I have these teams very close, you know, just very, very close. So I mean, I I don't see a a lot of meat on the bone there. You know, I I guess maybe fading the young quarterback is what people are thinking after the performance against Dallas. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's almost like. You're tempted to bet the Eagles almost in this in this spot. I I have to break it down a little bit more. Take a look at some of the rush statistics on these teams. I know the Eagles were supposed to be bad against the run. I mean, Saquon Barkley did have nine rushes for 61 yards. That's 6.8 per carry, but they had to stop using him because they're down so much. You know, so can San Fran just run all over this Eagles team? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they ran all over the Cowboys, so we'll see what happens with that one. Um, I know that they're not going to be able to pass as well against the Eagles, and the Eagles are a little bit more healthy. That's just going to be an interesting game that I'm going to break down with Mike North on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Check us out at YouTube and we'll be breaking down these games. And the next game is almost a pick'em. It's Kansas City is uh minus one and a half in some books, minus one. You know, the Mahomes ankle injury, people are really concerned about that. You know, I I, I think you gotta find a one and a half with the Bengals and tease it. I, I would think that the Niners uh versus the with the sorry, not versus with the Bengals would be the biggest teaser leg of this weekend it'd be the only one worth playing if you can get the one and a half I would say watch this line for a while it's probably going to be hanging out where it is I think both lines are not going to move nearly as much so you know going to the Jaguars game this was very close in total yardage you know And uh, really, not a lot of garbage time in this game. I thought the game was close enough to not call anything garbage time. Kansas City had 362 yards. Jacksonville had 349, but Jacksonville's two turnovers killed them. That fumble there was awful. I thought the officials were really good this game. Uh, This game, anyway. I liked what, you know, I thought they did a good job this game. I have to go look back and see what crew that was. Um,. You know, but but in general, I thought this was very pretty equal in strength, more shaded towards Kansas City and maturity. You know, so that I think that's what you saw in this game. That was a Sean Hockey League game. Okay, that makes a little bit of sense. Hockey League, pretty good ref in general. So, not much to talk, say about that. I mean, the Buffalo game versus the Chiefs was the kind of ugly one because you got Buffalo at home. It's a snow game. You think that the snow should favor the Bills, but instead it almost like worked against them. It's like you play in Buffalo. Are you just practicing indoors the whole time? I Probably. Josh Allen had an ugly interception. QBR 57.3. 26 rushing yards while Devin Singletary had 24. Buffalo had t- 63 rushing yards. Well, Cincinnati had 172. And, uh, you know, since Buffalo was throwing the ball all day, they had barely had more passing yards than Cincinnati, but Cincinnati just controlled this game from the get-go. You know, wide open touchdowns to Chase and Hurst. You know, it was was pretty ugly for the Bills. I think Diggs might have gotten hurt a little bit too. He was only four receptions for 35 yards. A bad drop by Gabe Davis. There was also some good defense on that as well, but you know, just not a lot to say. Thing went under because Buffalo couldn't put up points. Cincinnati did their job, and then the Cowboys Niners. You had Cleet or sorry, B- uh, Vinovich as a ref, Vinovich, and with Vinovich, uh, he's he's more of an unders ref, you know, and so. When a lot of people took this over, I was a little bit hesitant. I was like, well, my was only 47, and Vinovich is... I was like a point over the total. I think it closed at 46 and a half. But yeah, it was a game of field goals. And of course, you had the missed extra point. But the Niners didn't get a touchdown until the very end, <laughs> you know, until the fourth quarter. And it was so cool to see George Kittle give that ball to Jerry Rice. But from a team stats perspective, you know, total yards... The Cowboys, 282. The Niners, 312. Wasn't that much of a difference there. You know, it was the turnovers. Dak Prescott throwing two picks. You know, maybe Brett Maher should have complained on the sideline about that because that must have been pretty embarrassing for Dak to, you know, just twist the dagger when the kid's having a bad day. I thought that was an ugly look, too, from the Cowboys when that happened. I should have mentioned that last week for this segment. But, yeah, it was just uh. Niners were able to run. You know, their rushing yards were 113. It wasn't easy running, but it was pretty good. And uh, Cowboys had 76. You're going to see the four best teams out there right now, in my opinion, that made it. You know, I always thought that San Fran and the Eagles were the best in the NFC. I thought for a while Buffalo was the best in the AFC. But when their safeties got injured, that changed. I think it's Cincinnati, Kansas City by just a smidge. Cincinnati and then Buffalo. But you got the four best teams in the NFC Championship game. What better way to have it? So hot right now. All right, now it's time to give out our free play. And I thought I wasn't going to have one, but then kind of did the numbers and I did find a 47. So I like it. Uh, we're going to take the over in the Bengals versus the Chiefs. I'm hoping for decent weather. I'm hoping for not another snowstorm as we saw. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but my number is actually at uh, 51.4. So I'm, I'm substantially higher. It's a it's do or die for both teams. Uh, I see points scored at least in the second half. I know the, Chief, the Bengals defense has been stepping it up lately, but in my opinion... This uh, is wide open for the over. Uh, what can you say? You got maybe the two best offenses in the league with Cincinnati and the Chiefs, you know, at least talent wise. You know, the Eagles have a great offense, too. The Niners are more of a punch you in the face team. But, you know, you got to take the over in this game. Um I don't think the Chiefs' defense was all that great. I thought that fumble was lucky. It wasn't even a punch-out fumble. The dude just kind of slung his arm and threw it. You know, that touchdown happens. That game's probably going over. Um, Arrowhead's a tough place to play. Don't get me wrong, but the Bengals have won there before. And if you remember last year, they won a playoff game there by coming back. I see just more ways this thing goes over the 47 based upon their offensive efficiency. The Bengals are number three, actually tied with Philadelphia, number two in yards per point, thirteen point seven. And Kansas City is slightly under that at fifth, under the Niners in yards per point at fourteen point one. They don't have the Niners defense, so not quite as worried. I think this game goes over. This is one maybe the only game that goes over um, out of the two. So we'll take that for two point five stars over. 47 get busy living or get busy dying that's goddamn right my friends thank you so much for listening to this podcast we'll have a little bit more breakdown of these games on our Friday morning show but it airs live with Mike North this Wednesday at 1pm so make sure you check that out And check us out on our YouTube channel to get that. Enjoy the rest of the week and go get some winners.